Last week was a historic one for Chicago. After 108 years, our Cubs won the World Series. Then, on Friday, our rally for the team became one of the largest gatherings in human history. It was an exciting one, too. It's a great time to be in the Windy City. There's a joyful buzz in the air. This week is a historic one for our entire country, but the stakes are far more serious. Tomorrow, on Tuesday, November 8th, 2016, we will elect a new president. This election has been historically nasty, unbelievable at points, and just plain stressful. But tomorrow evening, someone will be announced as our next president. And it's not just the president, of course. There is an entire down ballot of local and national representatives that will also be making decisions that will affect our lives greatly over the next four years. It's scary when you think that we're giving that much power over to just a few people. But the part that's not scary is that we totally have a say. Because as Americans, we have the right to vote. On this episode of Artistic License, we're chatting about the art of voting. Part 1. What do our parents think? A common insult flung around amongst particularly young adults is that we don't have our own opinions, but rather we are spoon-fed the opinions of our parents. I think I speak for a lot of us when I say that that's definitely not true. I think for a lot of us, we're a new generation and we do have new ideas that aren't exactly the same as our elders. But that said, when thinking about my particular parents, I do think I share a lot of values with them. I think it's a really important conversation for everyone to have, to talk to your parents, to try to figure out why you believe what you believe, and just learn about their history, learn what they think about voting. So I did that. I talked to my mom and my dad and my dad's husband. All right, do you remember the first time that you voted? Not exactly, but it was in the 80s when I lived in St. Louis. I'm not sure which election it was, to be honest, but I clearly remember going, and at that point, it was little punched cards, and you had to, like, punch out the, you know, the right spots and then feed it through the machine, and and uh, I remember being, you know, it was it was an interesting process uh, and kind of fun, you know, participating in the democracy and all that good stuff. I was actually in physical therapy school. I didn't get a vote. You had to be 21. So I didn't vote in my first presidential election until I was 24. Hi, my name is Kevin, and this is my first time voting in 23 years in this country. Oh, right. Kevin has never voted before. He's lived in the country for 23 years, but he hasn't really felt the need. I asked him why, and to sum it up, it's all about this election being personal. But this mm-hmm. this election actually would would hurt a lot of people like like David and myself. They could turn it around. We could lose our marriage. Mhm. So it's it's really personal this time. To to. Um, so do you think do you think after this you'll vote again, or you just think because it's so important? I think after this, this I would because now I I can see the importance of just. Getting out there and, uh, you know, you have the right to select whoever you want as your president. 
because mm-hmm. it does. Now that I can see it, it actually does affect you personally. I also asked my mom and dad what was driving them to vote. Um, the economy and then health care. Third would be defense, I guess, but it's really those, those three. Economy first because we have to live. You, you have to take care of your individual needs and actually be able to survive before you can even concentrate or think about the other issues. Um, I think like everybody else, the issues that affect me the most are the ones that drive me. Uh, that's, that's okay. That's how it's supposed to work. So I care a lot about, um, I'm a liberal, so I care a lot about the usual slate of, of liberal things. I also happen to be a gay man, so I, I care a lot about LGBT rights. And uh, This led so, me to you know, asking each of them what they do to prepare for voting. I read things that are that are actually objective data, uh, and I talk to people who have a great knowledge of politics that I respect, such as you, Rachel, and some other family members, and I totally disregard what people say on Facebook. She's so sweet. What do you do to prepare for voting? Well, I think a lot of people have already decided and would, are not going to change their mind about who they're going to vote for at the top of the ticket. That's just – right. It's, People don't change their mind about it once they've made that up. So that's great, and everybody should go and vote uh, for that. Uh, but there's a lot of other things on the ballot. And I mm-hmm. think the worst thing that people do in terms of voting is going, only knowing who they're going to vote for president. They don't have any idea who's up for senators and representatives and state, various state elections. And then, you know, these days we have all of the all the voting questions you know, in many parts of the country. And it's Mm -hmm. important to really study and figure out what you're going to vote for and why and do some reading, especially on these ballot questions. They can be a little bit complex. And, uh, you know, I think voting for the the down ticket stuff is actually more important these days than voting for president. So then what, in your opinion, makes a person truly qualified to vote? I don't, well, you don't have to qualify to vote. You just have to be a certain age. Right. But, but what do you think are qualities that someone who's voting should have? Well, the word qualified is interesting because everyone, everyone is qualified to vote. That doesn't mean that everybody will make an informed decision when they walk into the, into the voting booth. However, what democracy is about is everybody gets a say. And unfortunately, there's not any idea that, you know, you only get a say if, you know, if you've actually figured out a good reason for why you want what you want. So I think everyone is qualified to vote, and everyone has a responsibility to vote. Um, it's very interesting, and this would never work in this country, but in Australia, you have to vote. There is really? no option. You will be fined. I don't believe you can get arrested, but you can be fined for not voting. So you think and, that they should implement that here? Um, I, it would never work here. I mean, even if I thought we should do it, it would never happen. Um, but it is an interesting it is an interesting take on democracy. I knew my parents were smart, but I never knew how much they knew about politics, particularly my dad. So I asked them the final question. How much influence do you think that you've had on my political views? 
I think I have had a great deal of influence indirectly. I haven't told you who to vote for, but I've told you to think for yourself, I think. I think I've tried to be fair and just. So by telling me to think for myself, you had... Ah, interesting. Okay. Well, in a way, like... Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I've tried to teach you to to be just and be fair and vote for who you think is best. And I've never said a party, and I don't even vote by a party, I vote for who's best qualified for the position. So I hope that I've given you that sense of justice and fairness. Who do you think I'm going to vote for? The correct candidate. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> um, I hope so. I get, Well, yeah, I guess that's a different question for you than for mom. I asked mom that too. <laughs> I, I think every parent hopes that they have some effect on their kids in, you know, and wants to see them. I think the most, most important thing I would say to you and I'll say to your brother is you better be you better get out on Tuesday and get and vote. You heard my dad. Get out and vote. <laughs> Thanks, Mom, Dad, and Kevin. Part two bringing the expert in with the Sunday spin. I'm not naive, guys. I know that me interviewing my parents really doesn't mean a lot to you. Past and nostalgic, ah, what a nice convo with her parents, and hopefully inspiring you to have one of your own. I don't think you'll take everything that they say as fact. So I did bring in more of an expert, and I asked him similar questions. Rick Pearson is an esteemed political reporter for the Chicago Tribune and the host of the Sunday Spin on WGN Radio. He was actually the first host that I produced for at WGN a few years back. And I have to say, I was not very invested in politics, nor did I take the time to try to understand most of it until I worked Rick's show. I emailed Rick the questions and he very kindly sent me back responses. I'm going to post his full answers up with the podcast, but I thought I would read some highlights. I asked, what, in your opinion, qualifies a person to vote, beyond age and being registered, that is? Rick said, democracy is what it is, and it can be awfully messy. If you meet the qualifications, you get to vote. That having been said, it would be great if people studied the candidates and their positions on the issues. But that's just being a responsible citizen, not a requirement. But people should accept responsibility for the politics we have today. I asked, what issues do you see driving voters the most this year? How much control would the president have over these issues? The legislative branch? He said, Rick... Rick answers, pocketbook, Rick responds, pocketbook, pocketbook issues are always a big driver. The economy has recovered from the Great Recession, but a lot of people don't feel comfortable or secure in this recovery. Efforts towards job creation, lowering the effects of income inequality, looking to help those who are impacted by the globalization of the workforce, our proposals the president and legislative branch should work to enhance. 
But security also will always be a big issue, and ISIS stokes fears that bring about prejudice. That also must be addressed. I asked, what do you do to prepare yourself for voting? Rick responds, I read as much as I can. I'm fortunate enough to do what I do, so I'm more immersed in issues, not just politics, than most. I may see things through a different lens than most voters. That may be part of our political polarization. People should look beyond the bubble of their own comfort zone to try and at least understand those with different viewpoints. I asked, why are our individual votes important? Rick answers, look back to Bush v. Gore in 2000, or here at home in 1982, Jim Thompson won re-election as governor by 5,074 votes in a statewide race. That's 50 votes per county. Every vote counts. I asked, which races outside of the presidential race are you keeping your eye on? Rick responds, I keep an eye on the state legislative contests. The issues that state government handles affect us more directly than many federal issues. Control of the legislature is very important, particularly with the battle between Governor Rauner and House Speaker Michael Madigan. It's the fate of our state. Thank you very much to Rick Pearson. Part 3. Are you ready? This episode was nearly finished when I heard about an event happening in Chicago that I knew had to be included. It was called Parade to the Polls, led by Chicago's own Chance the Rapper. This whole event is a nonpartisan uh, event. We don't, we're not, we're not celebrating any particular candidates. Uh, but anybody out there running for government or not, uh, those that are trying to uh, pacify us, uh, trying to hold us back, trying to slow us down. I just wanted to send this message out to them, Chicago. We can get real loud. Let them know they don't want zero problems. Baby. You don't know zero problems. The event was just that. A concert and then an actual parade to the polls. When I arrived downtown, I looked online and learned that the event had been moved from the Virgin Hotel, downtown Chicago, over to Grant Park due to capacity concerns, and it's a really good thing that they moved it. Because when we got there two hours early, there were already hundreds of people waiting. And by the time that the final acts went on, there were thousands of people with us in Grant Park. But the coolest part was not the concert. It was actually the parade afterwards. As positive as possible, keep it pushing, get there safely. We got a couple of police officers that are with us too. They're here to help us, to make sure that we're safe, to make sure that we get out there and get our votes out. I know some of y'all niggas are not 18, so if you can't vote, you know, let's try and limit the size of the crowd. We're going to vote right now, but if you came out, regardless of if you can vote or not, I want to say thank you for showing up in numbers. Thank you for supporting. Thank you for being yourselves. This is one of the most important elections of our lifetimes. I was already prepping to vote back home, so we decided not to participate in the parade. They did ask people who weren't voting to not clog up the streets. But I turned around expecting to see a few hundred people, and I saw thousands. The entire sidewalk was flooded with people going to vote. Chance the Rapper was in the front of the parade leading the way. 
it was a breathtaking experience. There's actually a video that I put together on our Facebook page that gives you a little glimpse into what happened. Thank you to all the people that understand what democracy looks like and wanted to have their voices be heard. To all the people that supported us, to all the people that tweeted, Instagram posted anything about this event, for all the people that are invested in our future, understand that our future is today. And all the people that voted before today, shout out to all y'all. If you early voted, I'll fuck with you. Before we get out of here, I gotta ask you if you're ready. I think it's so cool what Chance is doing in Chicago, and I think that for all the people who are saying that young people are lazy or young people are ruining this and that and, you know, all the things they say about us, I think the youth and the young adults of Chicago kind of showed up today. All I can say is I am proud to have witnessed such a historical event. You got it, you got it, it's coming. So are you? In conclusion, another fatherly word. I suppose the choice to not be involved in the process is fine, as long as it also comes with the choice to keep your mouth closed when things don't go your way. And I think if I was going to say, if I was going to say one thing uh, to people that are like, "Oh, I'm not going to vote because I don't like either Rob Hall," I'm like, "Okay, then for the next four years, keep your mouth shut because." You can't say anything about what's going on in Washington if you didn't vote. And that's why I think everyone, everyone is a qualified voter and everybody should vote. And there you have it, folks. Take it from my parents, take it from Rick Pearson, take it from Chance the Rapper, and take it from me. Voting is an art that we can all get on board with and we all should get on board with. Remember to go vote today if you already haven't, and be sure to encourage the people around you. And if you're listening to this after the fact, hopefully you participated. Thank you to Mom, Dad, Kevin, Rick Pearson, and Chance the Rapper. Thank you also to WGN Radio, Hard Times Productions, and the program's co-founder, Tim Apuli, who actually gave me the idea for this episode. The music in the episode is from bensounds.com, except this last song, which is a Chance the Rapper song called Blessings 2 and is available on his free EP coloring book. He didn't make me plug that, but it's an amazing album and you should check it out. Until next time, I'm Rachel Woodall and this has been the Artistic License Voting Special. Thank you so much for listening and happy voting!